They're going to recount some of the top events. You're going to see television shows coming up about the top 10 movies of 2017 or the top 10 songs and, and all kinds of top 10 things. And so at Life Church, we want to share with you uh, some of the top 10 things that God did for us over this year. And I found a great New Year's passage of Scripture. And the passage of Scripture is from Psalms chapter 9, and it should show up on the screen. And I love it. It's got rhythm to it. We ought to write a song, Emily, uh, from this. Uh, from this. I, I hear like an Irish jig. Uh, I kind of hear an Irish jig. Uh, I'm thanking you, God, from a full heart. <coughs> I'm writing the book on your wonders. I'm whistling, laughing, and jumping for joy. I'm singing your song, High God. Isn't that great? Don't you hear an Irish jig there? I'm thanking you, God, from a full heart. I'm writing the book on your wonders. I'm whistling, laughing, and jumping for joy. I'm singing your song, Hi, God. I'm singing your song, Hi, God. Something like that, huh? Can you hear it? You know what I'm saying? Can you hear it? I hear it. We've got to have some flutes going on, you know. Can you hear that? All right, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Work on that, Emily. All right. Now, we're going to get crazy here in a minute, and, and don't use your noisemakers and stuff until we let you know. And when, when we let you know, you can just go crazy. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to do a countdown, and uh, after the countdowns, we'll celebrate. But the, but the first one that we're going to do is my only serious one uh, that I really don't want to be too crazy with because it's tender to a lot of us. And, and, and these are not in any particular order from 10 to 1, but I will say that this is the biggest one in my book uh, because the ripples from this person's life went on far before 2017 and will be felt far after 2017. And, and our top 10 memory is Life Church Remembers. And we remember Judy Bagwell. She is the former first lady of Life Church who was such an amazing part of this church and she touched our lives uh, very, very much. Uh, and so we want to give thanks for her life. Um, uh, she was the wife of Morris Bagwell, the former pastor of the church who had passed away in 2010. She became an elder in our church due to the mature example she was for people who were growing in the faith. She was a woman of prayer. She read her Bible daily. She was reading the entire Bible from cover to cover this year as she had done in many years past. She made her home a haven for people in need of community. She didn't recognize race or status, and she treated everyone equally. She had a servant's heart. Uh, uh, she didn't like to speak on stage. Her personal interactions with, pe with people were her pulpit. Judy was a quiet giver. If she knew somebody was in need, she quietly gave to help him or her out. She loved preacher's kids and were especially kind to my children. Her home was immaculate, but she had the rare ability to make people feel comfortable in a perfectly kept home. She let people eat in the living room, dining room, kitchen, or on her back deck. She didn't like to use paper plates. She'd rather do the dishes so that her guests could feel special. One great example of her hospitality is that she had a beautiful in-ground pool, and she didn't even know how to swim. She had it put in just so the rest of us could enjoy it. This morning, we give thanks to God for Judy. Uh, you live on in the hearts of all of us who are touched by you. We'll never forget you. We celebrate your life 
and pledge to honor you and your husband's memory to future generations who find themselves a home at Life Church. Please stand to your feet with me and give thanks to God for Judy Bagwell. Can you do that? Yeah. Thank you, God. Amen. 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 All right, you may be seated. Now we're going to change it up a little bit, and I'm going to get um, New Year's appropriate here uh, for the rest of this. So I've uh, got my New Year's hat that I just picked up this morning. And, of course, I've got my 2018 glasses all ready to go. All right, how we doing, Gary? All right. I apologize to any of our new guests that are here today. We had someone that was staying in a hotel and found out about our church. This would be a nice place where they could just receive a nice place to feel the presence of Jesus. Well, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) It's New Year's, uh, and we like to have a good time here. There's a saying after tragedy that life goes on. And for our number nine, we don't want to say life goes on. We want to say after Judy's passing, life grows on. It's interesting that two days before Judy passed away is when we began our second service in the church. We started the second service on September 12th, and Judy had passed away on September 10th. I have this memory, everybody, of a Sunday earlier back in May, and it was one of those kind of depressing services. We were, we, we were only having one service at the time, and all of you decided to go on vacation the same week. Could you do me a favor in 2018 and try to stagger your vacations a little bit better? It was, it was one Sunday, and we had just an incredibly low turnout that Sunday. One of my mentors showed up, and I was like, oh my goodness, unexpected. Uh, thankfully, we had uh, the, the, uh, the girls from Teen Challenge that were there, and they filled up a row of people. But we had like our, our low attendance of the whole year, and it was 44 people uh, that Sunday. But i got to tell you that after that Sunday in May, summertime, which is a time when churches normally go into a summer slump, we started growing. And we, we had to get a group together through the summer and figure out how we were going to handle the growth. And so we, on, in September, uh, started our second service, and the church has continued to grow and grow and grow. And two Sundays ago, from that low of 44, we had 127 people two Sundays ago. So God's doing great things. I'm real excited about it. And one of the great signs this year was the growth was there was three baby boys that were born in our church. I think this is a beautiful picture of what God did at Life Church this year. And we're going to grow this church by any means necessary. So go out and have babies, people. All right. Uh, and one thing that I notice about these three babies, yeah, I hear you, Ezra. All right, so these three babies, we had Ezra born, he's Jamaican American, and then we had Brantley born, he's Lily White American, and then we had Caleb, he's Hispanic American, and, and the diversity that we see in these boys reflects, I believe, the diversity of this church's future, and I'm excited about it. And so let's just give a big cheer. Make some noise. Use your noisemakers. Let's cheer for life grows on. All righty, what great news. That was a neat picture. I've got my glasses on, but I'm going to have to take them off for just a minute so that I can see my notes. It's so exciting. And, you know, guys, 
this, the, the scripture says that a, a merry heart is good like a medicine. So I hope that you guys feel well medicated today after you leave the service. <laughs> it's going to be just a great time. Let's just do a real, before I go into the next one, let's do a real practice shout here. Come on, let's one, two, three. All right. Good to have the kids here and the energy that they bring. One of the things that we're super excited about this year is this year we were able to go live with a brand new website, and it was so good, and I think it's going to come up on the screen here in just a minute, and if you haven't taken a look at it, so many great things are on that website, and I am so grateful to the team that helped put it together. Jonathan Stanley, who's an amazing website developer, he normally would cost us thousands of dollars for his help. He donated the help for us so that we could get this going for a fresh start. He's not even part of this congregation, but he donated his time because he cares about what happens here. Here. Myself and Lori helped to fill in the pages, and, and God is just doing some neat things through this. And, and just to let you know, last year, between January 1st and today, we have had over 20,636 unique individual visitors that have come to our church's website. Isn't that exciting? All over the world, people are checking out our website, and it's exciting. Even just this morning, we got a contact uh, form saying, hey, we're interested in your church. We'd like to know more about it. God's doing some cool things. And whenever we check out in our, our Discover Life classes, our new members classes, how did you find out about Life Church? The number one answer is through the website. So that's been a powerful tool for letting people know what God is doing at Life Church and for people finding out about the power of Jesus in their life. And, and we have been more active in blogs this year, and it's been pretty exciting with all of our blogs because um, they've been getting lots of information information and hits out from people and 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 we had one that called was called the neighbors you never knew and and my husband Phil wrote that about some folks who had passed away and just had some powerful words that one even got picked up by a television station in Illinois and they actually reposted the blog and that blog had over 2,000 hits um, during the time and that's great because the more people that are looking at your site the easier it is for people to find it on Google and the more able you are for people to uh, see what's going on at Life Church so thank God for the new website and all the good ministry and all the good evangelism that's going through the Life Church website. Uh, we have had some other really great things happening at Life Church. One of the things that we are super excited about, we're calling this one Staffing for Life. On July the 1st, Emily Harbin joined our team. We absolutely love Emily, and you know, uh, we, were, we were so sad when Taylor left us, and he was such a great guy and, and helped us for a few years, but he said, you know, I'm getting to the end of my studies, and I've really got to focus, and, and we didn't know what we were going to do, and, and um, a call was made to Lee University because they're known for having a great Christian worship, um, great Christian worship set, a, a training program, and we said, do you know of anybody who might be interested? We can't pay much. We don't have a lot. We're a church launch, but we desperately need the help, and we need somebody who just has a heart. And they gave us the name of Emily, and we are so grateful they did. Now, one of the things that I think God made you, uh, you uniquely for us, and I'm really grateful for that, Emily. You know, they, what, what we kind of heard is that, you know, if you're looking for the traditional um, kind of worship leader, most, some of you who are not involved in worship team leading and, and, and church ministry may not know the stereotype, but there's kind of a stereotype of worship team leaders. Uh, a lot of times it's going to be a guy. I don't know why, but it's going to be a guy, and they're going to wear 
really, really well. Or, or else they're going to have like the haircut with all the top on them and the sides all razored off. And they should probably have a little discreet tattoo somewhere. They said, Emily's probably not going to fulfill that stereotype. But she's really gifted and super talented. She has her master's degree. And, and, and in addition, she can play classical music, which really hit our ear. Because sometimes my husband is likely in the middle of a church service to just take off on a song that was completely unplanned and expects the person to follow him. And it could even be an old song that was written before the year 2000. And we were so grateful. <laughs> My kids say anything before 2000 is old. I'm sorry. But, and we were so grateful to have somebody who could follow along and could flow with us. And we're so thankful for you, Emily. You are amazing. All right, I'll do one more and I'll give her a moment to get herself back together before she has to lead us in worship again. <laughs> We are on number six. We are on number six, Discover Life. Our Discover Life, for those of you who may not know or take advantage, is our new members class. And it gives you the opportunity to learn about Life Church and to find out how to get involved and to become a member if you'd like to. And on our Discover Life, we've had in, the, in 2017, we've had 20 adults go through our Discover Life classes, and we're so grateful for that. And I want to tell you, it's not just 20 adults that have gone through and we've kind of siphoned them through and said, cool, aren't we cool, we've got the numbers. But let me tell you what has happened because one of the things that happens in Discover Life is we really try to get people plugged in and say, this is a place of ministry that you might be interested in based on your spiritual gifts. And so the ministries, I looked all up all of our folks who joined this past year, they have become parking lot ushers, they've joined our sound team, they've become part of the coffee station, they've become leaders in our hospitality team, weekly leaders, we've become office assistants, they've been involved in giving and one has become a music director we've had kids life teachers we've had group hosts we've had auditorium greeters we've had drama team members we've had life group participants and we've had a lot of people that are all around anything I can do to help I don't care what my job is this morning I'll get out and I'll help you that is a powerful thing and I'm so thankful so thankful Discover Life has made an amazing impact at Life Church, and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you and your, and your involvement in that. We are at number five. Wait, wait a minute. I've got to put my glasses on. All right, I can see better now. Coming in at number five is Life Groups. Let's hear it for Life Groups, everybody. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I love it. So we cannot talk about life groups without talking about our life. Well, I can't even see him because it feels hot right now. Our life group pastor, Tom Blevins. Let's hear it for Tom. Tom. And for those of you who don't know Tom, Tom is kind of like one of those people. He's behind the scenes doing a lot. But, you know, you really don't hear much from him up here. But he has been instrumental this year in our life groups. Uh, we had a number of them. Actually, Tom and his wife, Daphne Blevins, uh, led one this year. Um, and another thing about Tom and, and Daphne, they're some of the most committed people that I know here in this, in, in this, in this ministry. Uh, they support, you know, the pastor, the ministry, anything from the, the ground up. Uh, they're just instrumental in doing that. Um, and if anybody have not had Daphne's cheesecake... Let me tell you something. It is from Jupiter or Saturn or one of those planets. It's not from Earth. It's anointed. It's, it, it is anointed, <laughs> Melanie said. Trust me, you got to try it out. So 
She has that gift, and they have a gift of hospitality as well. Um, they had a group at their uh, house uh, this year. Uh, I think you guys studied the Miracles of Christ, is that right? Uh, the Miracles of Christ, and I, I know a few, a few people here were a part of that. Um, but there are a few other groups. Uh, there was CrossFit. How many of you were at CrossFit this year? Yeah, we came out here on Saturday mornings, did a little bit of exercise, got a little bit of sweating, and that was led by... Emily, she has multi, uh, she's multi-talented. She has, you know, not only the gift of music, but also the gift of exercise. Um, and also we had Melanie who helped her along the way. So that was CrossFit. Then we had a men's prayer breakfast group. Was that a breakfast group in the mornings? And that was led by Phil. And uh, it's, very, it's a very powerful thing for men in general to come together, you know, as, as, it, as it pertains to, you know, Christ and the church and all these things, because men are known to be doing other things otherwise. Um, and then we had a group led by Peter and Natalie Robaca, a Bible study group. Where's Pete? Where, where, oh, Pete is here. Let's hear it for Pete and Natalie. They led a Bible uh, study group this year as well. Uh, then we had our Saturday morning prayer. Um, that was Mel, Phil, um, Coy, uh, Jenny, myself. Uh, am I missing anybody else? I think that was it. We had a Saturday morning. And the last but not least, we had a youth group. I'm not sure. Is this the first time we had a youth group? Yeah, so this was the first year that we had a life group that was a youth group. And uh, I, I see some, I don't see all of the kids, but I see a few here. Uh, but hey, that was led by uh, myself and uh, my beautiful wife, Brittany. And in that group, we talked about uh, just the basics of Christianity. It was an alpha series, uh, and this was the youth version. Um, so that's life groups. Let's hear for life groups. <laughs> Woo! All right, all right. I love it. I love the noisemakers and everything. So can I get some finger snaps? Finger snaps. Finger snaps. Coming in at number four. We have Live Church Serves. Let's hear it. So this was, this is, this is one that is really dear to my heart. Uh, uh, here, um, I, I, I love uh, doing outreach. Um, and, you know, Pastor Phil and Mel had put me in charge of, you know, just doing the outreach here for the church. This year, we actually joined with, uh, I want to say thousands of other people, not only in the U.S. here, but some places around the world. And we had our uh, 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 serve day. How many of you remember that? Serve day. Yeah. July 15th. We had our serve day. Serve day was so awesome. We collected a bunch of waters, a bunch of Coca-Colas, and just Coke products in general. Um, and we had uh, just everybody participate uh, we, we handed out, you know, Life Church cards to the community. It was a very hot day that day. Uh, so we figured, hey, you know what? It's good. We're going to go out to the community. We're going to stand on the street corners, and we're just going to wait for the cars to pass by. Uh, we're just going to hand them uh, a, a, a cold drink for them. And uh, there were so many people who were appreciative. Uh, there were even times when, you know, people actually prayed for some people. And this is what the gospel is about, you know, serving. That's the basis of what we do, you know, as Christians. We serve. Uh, the Bible talks about Jesus Christ and how he came, not, you know, to be served, but to serve. And so this is the basis of what we do. Uh, within that uh, serve, serve with our, with our serve day, we had over 1,500 drinks. 1,500 drinks donated. That's water, Coca-Cola. Now that's something to put your hands together for. 1,500 drinks. 
That's right. And we even went to uh, the fire stations, and we, we, I know that there's some people who visited uh, some, some police officers as well. So we brought, you know, just the whole community, everybody include, included in that. Uh, not only that in our serve, uh, serve, serving this year, but we also did what we call Operations Christmas Child, uh, where we handed out 35 boxes. And I know the kids were very instrumental in that as well, where they uh, helped to pack these boxes, not only with material things, but also with love. Um, and I talked about on that Sunday how... I was a recipient growing up in a third world country of one of those boxes and how it impacted me that Christmas that I got it. So, you know, we are impacting play, not, not only things here locally, but also worldwide. So let's hear it together. Put your hands together for, for Operation Christmas Child. We also had an adoption Sunday um, and we have uh, two people here. I don't see them here this morning. Um, but uh, Darren and Margie Fink, they're in charge of the uh, Transfiguring Adoption. Um, that's an agency that they run. Um, they had, uh, th- so this, this group actually has impacted over 50,000, yes, 50,000 families. Um, and over 20,000 paper plates and cups are raised to distressed caregivers' lives as they settle uh, in a new child. Um, they began fir- a first annual Best Foster Parent in the U.S. Award uh, that attracted nominations from across the nation. Um, over 2,000 nightlights donated to agencies to combat nighttime fears in kids who have been sexually abused. So this is uh, going very far. It's, it's far-reaching. So uh, I, I would implore you and encourage each and every one of you to, in, to encourage, not only encourage them you know, in word and, and thought, but also uh, in action and giving uh, to uh, Darren and Margie for their transfiguring adoption. Um, and then we also did Compassion Closet uh, not too long ago. 250 families were served through that. 125 volunteers uh, helped in that effort as well. So uh, we're doing big things. Um, community life, our counseling visits. Uh, Melanie, I know she's in charge of that. Uh, so she does, you know, a lot of, a lot of people come to the, to, the, to the church here in the office over there uh, for counseling. And she, she runs that. 176 counseling visits is what we had this year 176 lives impacted and earlier pastor talked about a Sunday when everybody decided to take vacation um, and uh, we had teen challenge come in um, and this wasn't the first time they came in uh, but it's just a group of girls uh, I don't know if you uh, everybody here knows uh, about teen challenge but uh, they're they're a ministry for just kind of recovering uh, addicts or you know people who are looking to get out of that lifestyle um, and uh, they, they they encourage them with the gospel um, and they come here and they minister to us um, and they sing for us you know uh, just putting their talents on display so we also you know work with teen challenge and then there was a Sunday we had Nick and Rosie Brackett. Anybody remember Nick and Rosie Brackett? They're from Thailand. Anybody remember that Sunday? Yeah, so they came in and they're doing a great work over in the eastern side of the world. Um, sponsored children's education in Kenya um, who could not otherwise uh, afford to pay for education. Um, they're, they're missionaries in, in Thailand. Uh, they grew up in the church, it, which is so interesting. Actually, his wife, uh, she... Grew up in Long Island, which is where my wife is from. Actually went to the same church there. So that was very interesting. Uh, the church that we went to before uh, we, we came, came down here to Knoxville. Um, and, and they have a teaching uh, ministry over there where they're teaching the kids and teaching the people over there about Christ. And so that's number four. All right. Finger snaps. Finger snaps. Coming in at number three. Live team extreme. All right. We're going to do something real quick. We're going to do something real quick. 
When I say life team, you say extreme. Life team. Extreme. Life team. Extreme. When I say life team, you say extreme. Life team. Extreme. Life team. Extreme. Let's hear it for life team extreme. Awesome. And I love life team extreme for very many reasons, but the most important reason why I love life team extreme is because it is led by someone who I'm crazy about, madly in love with, no other than the incomparable, the beautiful, Mrs. Brittany Pedler. Let's hear it for Brittany Pedler. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's hear it for Brittany Pedler. That's right. And we have so many volunteers who are part of Life Team Extreme. Um, we have over 70 active Orange Team volunteers currently serving. That's pretty much about 70 or 80% of our congregation. So let's hear it for that. Everybody's serving. Awesome. And another reason why I love this team is for this team, anybody can be a part of this team. You can serve in whatever capacity you want. You can serve in the parking lot. You can be a, a greeter at the door. You can even pour coffee if you wanted to. So there's so many things that you can do in Life Team Extreme. And Life Team Extreme, again, that was number three on the countdown. Okay, number two coming in is my favorite. Now, there's an African-American pastor who said that there are three sounds in the church that he loves. And one is the sound of chairs unfolding because it means that you're setting up more chairs for more people. He said he loves the sound of babies crying because it means that new babies are being born and being added to the church. And he said he likes the sound that the checkbook makes when you're tearing it from the checkbook because we know it takes money to pay for uh, everything. But I'd like to add a fourth sound, and it's my favorite sound, and we heard it a lot at Life Church this year, and that is the sound of the splash of people being baptized. And so coming in at number two, I need more volume here, is raised to new life. And I want to share with you that... Um, let's see here. I can't read with my glasses. On August the 13th, we had Chuming Koo, Troy Aguirre, Tiffany Sarton, Tim Wells, Sarah Wells that were baptized on that day. And then Ethan Sarton on September 17th. Let's hear it. Isn't that a great picture right there? I love that picture. Chu Ming was, uh, Chu Ming was uh, from uh, China and uh, was an atheist and uh, got baptized. One of my Uber riders, so excited about that. And then on September the 17th, we had Susan Dalton, Sakar, Masankawi. How'd I do, Sakar? All right. Um, and then we had Amani, Amari Watson, Kane Weeks and Jamie Sarton. And then on October 29th, Logan Pratt and Cole Sporman got baptized. Yeah. And then on December the 10th, Victoria Bass and Logan Aguirre got baptized. And then on December the 24th, 
Sepeda and Braden Weeks got baptized. Seventeen people made the plunge in 2017. How about 18 or more in 2018, eh? Or maybe double. That's number two. All right. And number one, number one coming in on our countdown is Life Church Looks Forward. Amen. Now, last uh, Christmas, we, uh, we took up an offering just a couple weeks ago. And I was telling the people uh, last week, a good offering for us is a couple thousand dollars every Sunday to come in. And we took up a special Christmas offering uh, so that we could uh, start a fund uh, for a new parking lot out there. We need to improve our parking lot for the people that are coming. It's way overdue. And uh, $4,500 came in, our Christmas offering. Uh, and we began that new fund. So I'm real excited about that. Another, another great thing that you're going to see that's going to happen, and you're not going to have to pay for it in 2017, is we've had uh, uh, some private donors that have donated money to regentrify our lobby, and uh, they're going to youngify it up. And uh, so they're, uh, they're doing that, uh, and they're providing the funds and doing the work. Uh, so you're going to see that done very shortly in 2018. Also, we have like the top-rated children's curriculum uh, called the Orange Curriculum uh, that we are changing to, uh, and the funds have been donated for that uh, for next year, and we're so excited about that. We're going to get families involved in our children's programming. I've got a lot to say about the future, and I'm going to say some of it next Sunday as we begin uh, 2018, and I do my kickoff sermon uh, next week, but just a little sneak preview. I'm not thinking a lot about 2018, and don't get me wrong. But a couple days ago, I just couldn't sleep at night, and the Lord really started speaking to me about 2020 vision, having 2020 vision. And, and I began to think not about 2018, not about 2019, but you know, in vision, they talk about 2020 vision uh, being, being really clear vision. And I began to just start dreaming about what this church might look like in 2020. And so 2018 is really important, but it's, it's really important because it's building towards something. 2019 is really important because it's building towards something. So God's going to do some amazing things in 2018, 2019. But I just want to tell you, I'm looking out a little bit further than that and uh, having some 2020 vision and dreaming about the way that things could be. And, uh, and so I just want to say, uh, kind of in conclusion here, uh, the, the scripture says, no one's eyes have ever seen or heard anything like this, never so much as imagined anything quite like what God has arranged for those who love him. If you agree with me that we haven't seen anything yet, could I just hear a cheer in this house? 